Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath October 16th, we look at Lesson 3, the Everlasting Covenant. Join us as we explore how God's everlasting covenant is actually His everlasting promise. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, I I love this. Lesson 3, The Everlasting Covenant, memory text coming from Genesis chapter 17, verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Uh, This is great as this also intermingles the everlasting gospel found in Revelation 14, verse 6, which Mm -hmm. is right along with Adventism, uh, just our our calling, our mission, our vision that God has placed for our church. You know, I I think the covenant is at the just very heart of what our Adventist identity is about, you know, understanding what that means and this whole concept of the everlasting covenant. Some people think that there's, you know, God's plan of salvation changes over time. Certainly God's approach changes Mm -hmm. in terms of how he reaches individuals and different groups over time. But the overall message of salvation doesn't change. Yeah, we're, we're going to see that throughout this uh, lesson. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it starts off on Sunday's lesson, Michael, with the covenant and the gospel. Share yeah. that with us. And we were just chatting before we started recording how we just had, a what, two quarters ago, this uh, lesson on the covenant. So yes. it feels like a, <laughs> a little bit of a refresher from uh, material that we've recently covered, right? So uh, this idea of the gospel and covenant, uh, the covenant is this concept of good news. Uh, God's promise, right? So we have the Old and New uh, Testaments. That word testament could also be covenant as well, right? Mm, So it's this idea of God's promise, His faithfulness, what God is willing and has done for each and every one of us. And the gospel is uh, the Word made flesh. It's Jesus who lived and breathed and ultimately gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And we have a couple of verses here uh, that we're looking at to kind of unpack this uh, here uh, for this week's lesson. First of all, Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. Uh, This one I'll actually read. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. And I want to pause for just a minute because... This is God's purpose towards us. He mm. wants to bless us. Yes. Uh, it's just such so beautiful. Well, let's read the rest of the passage. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those. Uh, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So again, you just see this uh, beautiful promise uh, and Genesis 15 is basically God's reminding Abram uh, or Abraham by that point and says, look into the stars, you know, yes. uh, didn't I promise you this? Yeah, you, can't, you can't count those stars. That's how many descendants you're going to have. And uh, Pastor Paul in Romans, he kind of looks back at this. This is our second uh, or third passage. And this one I'll also read from the English Standard Version. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast Mm. about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him 
as righteousness. righteousness. Amen. And now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him and justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Amen. So what's Pastor Paul saying here? He's, he's, he's asking a rhetorical question, basically, coming back to Abraham, his story, and everything else here that God has promised, God is faithful. He will fulfill that covenant uh, blessing, that promise that he has that, that there would be an heir, there would be a seed, there would be a savior, yes. that the Messiah who would eventually come. And the reason that the heir was important was because that was their salvation. Jesus would come through that line. And so uh, the promise of God, the promise of salvation, the promise, the, the hope of the gospel, if we please, is all centered around this promise, this covenant that God has, which kind of takes us to Israel. So does. how does the covenant in Israel work together? You know, I, I'm, I'm right now for my devotional reading through First uh, Kings, mm-hmm. and you see how uh, God divides Judah and Israel and he still keeps the lineage of David right yeah. the Davidic promise mm-hmm. which goes all the way back to Abraham which goes back to Isaac and Jacob right yeah and so you kind of see it still coming through mm. uh, of God keeping his plan and this is what this uh, covenant with Israel is talking about yeah it starts off with Deuteronomy chapter 9 verses 5 and uh, verse also 27 mm-hmm. it is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you go in and possess their land but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord drives them out from before you and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers uh, to Abraham Isaac and Jacob and we see that uh, that God is saying hey you mm-hmm. you didn't do anything to deserve this Mm-mm. but I am a God uh, that keeps his promises Wow I'm keeping this promise and Michael you said that uh, mm-hmm. you said uh, God changes plans right yeah <laughs> he, he changes the means by which he accomplishes those plans but when sure. God promises something he he stays true to it that same purpose has remained the it, same all, exactly. the, all the way along exactly and then so in Exodus 2 24 it, it brings up this point it says so God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham Isaac and with Jacob mm-hmm. uh, very similarly I'll, I'll, I'll jump over here to Leviticus chapter 26 uh, um, uh, it, it goes on. It, it shares uh, talking about. Oh, excuse me. There, I'm. I just turned to it. I accidentally turned to Deuteronomy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so so used to turning to the Book of Deuteronomy. But All right, uh, Leviticus it's, it's a good place to be. It is the, Leviticus the quarter. <laughs> Leviticus uh, 26 verse 42. It says, "Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember and I will remember the land." And we just mm. see here what God is doing. God is saying, I'm not going to give up. Uh, I will keep this covenant. And will you still, I will give you chance after ch- mm-hmm. chance, will mm-hmm. you keep the covenant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'll keep my part, will yeah. you keep yours? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the greatest lesson, even today, that he's asking. Mm-hmm. I, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes, will you believe, right? That's yeah. a new covenant. Yeah. Uh, will not perish but have everlasting life. I'm keeping my part. I kept my part. Will you keep yours? Mm-hmm. And so this uh, sort of brings us down to the book of the covenant, Michael. Can you share that with us on Tuesday's lesson? Sure. Well, you know, this idea of covenant, again, the Hebrew barit uh, is this yes. uh, idea of, of God's promise. But it also, as we've tried to emphasize, and even when we had our bonus episode with Yurji Mascala, who uh, wrote the companion book for this quarter, 
uh, talks about this idea of this all being relational. God yeah. is a God of relationships. The book of love, right? The book of love. Yeah, I just love it so <laughs> yes. much. And, you know, I have to confess, when, when I was uh, growing up, I kept wanting to read through the Bible. And so I'd start with Genesis. Usually I could yes. make it through Genesis, make it through part of Exodus. But somewhere in Exodus to Leviticus, oh. I'd get lost oh, yes. every time. Oh, yes. And thankfully, someone said, finally, uh, said, you know, why don't you start in the New Testament? <laughs> <Read> some <laughs> other passages, you know, uh, because... It, if you don't get what's going on, it's dry as dust, yes, right? And yes. some of these different kinds of things. Uh, one of the things when I actually finally made it all the way through the Bible, um, as, as I kind of grew and was maturing, is what surprised me the most is in Deuteronomy, you find the whole Ten Commandments a second yes. time. Uh, not only do you have an Exodus 20, we always are really good at referring to Exodus 20 as Adventists, especially the fourth commandment, uh, but keeping God's commandments. But here you have it again. And this second uh, rendering of the law is most interesting. Uh, and and here you start out with this reminder um, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, Moses summons Israel. So Moses was there the first time. Mm-hmm. He's there again. He's not going to go into the promised land because of all the stuff that's happened. And we've talked a little bit about that. And in last week, I think. Um, but God uh, says that verse two, the Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. So that's Mount Sinai, right? And then verse three, it was not with our ancestors that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, Amen. with all of us who are alive here today. In other words, God's not just looking into the past and say, yeah, I liked the children of Israel. And so I took them out of Egypt and yeah, they messed up. And, and so then I let them die in the wilderness. And um, it, it wasn't a God of just the past. He's a God of the present. Mm. And I I think that's really important to understand. Um, I'll I'll just kind of make it applicable because I love to teach Adventist history, right? And sometimes I talk to people like, oh, those were amazing times, the early Adventist pioneers and how God worked back then. And I agree. Those were amazing times. It's amazing to see the fortitude and sacrifice. Sometimes there are mistakes as well. Oh, yes. Uh, And we see how God divinely intervened and God's providence working through that. But we also see the same God of the past is the same God of the present that wants to finish that work and work and engage in each of our lives. And I think that's that's my takeaway from this right here is Moses is talking to them, hey, um, God is is alive and here with us today. Amen. And then he goes through the law and of course he reminds them, hey, by the way, I'm the God that took you out of Egypt. Don't forget. Um, all, all of these different things. And then kind of reiterates once again, you know, the, the purpose uh, of, of God's law, his covenant, his promise towards us. If you follow me, these are the things you're not going to want to do. Yes. You know, um, so again, very relational. I used to think all the Ten Commandments were just the things that were there to trip me up. If I made a mistake and oh, gotcha, gotcha again, and uh, no, that's that's not yeah. what it is. This is this is totally all about uh, relationships. So, uh, which brings us to his special people. Um, yeah, Michael, it flows beautifully here mm-hmm. because Deuteronomy twenty six sixteen through nineteen. It's it, um, the the author of this lesson. Brings up, uh, brings up the point that this is kind of summarizing the mm-hmm. entire uh, covenant with Israel. Mm-hmm. And it says, This day the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes, these judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God and that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments and his judgments, and you will obey his voice. Also today the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people. Just as he promised you that you should keep all of his commandments 
and that he will set you you high above all nations which he has made in, in praise and in name and honor uh, and in honor and that you may be a holy people to the uh, to the Lord your God just as he has spoken mm-hmm. and you just see here the plans that God has for them mm-hmm. and the yearning the, the the prompting the urging right exactly but this longing that God has yeah. for his people to be mm-hmm. like him to mm-hmm. want to be with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you think about it this is a, a tearful father who's saying if you only knew the plans that I have for you, mm-hmm. uh, you can go your way, but I want you to follow my way. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. But if you would only just just walk in this way, we would both be blessed. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, in spite of you messing up, I still have those plans for you and I still am, am making a way for you. Please choose me. Yeah, and we can still learn those those lessons today. It says, "What lessons can we take for ourselves as well?" Mm-hmm. Which is the lesson we can take for ourselves is God's still yearning that from us. Exactly. As a, as a denomination, mm-hmm. as a Seventh Day Adventist church, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just for the truth that we have, but living out that truth mm-hmm. in fullness of love to, towards God, but also towards one another. Yeah. Uh, and if we would actually do that and say, God, if it's to be, let it begin with me. Mm. Notice it doesn't end mm. with me. Mm-hmm. It begins with me so I can ignite a fire in someone else that gets mm. them to come back to God truly and fully, wholly surrendered because I love mm-hmm. God and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. my fellow brother and sister as well. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael, we come across a, a dangerous portion here. Other images. Ah, have mercy. Yes. Yeah. Why would we turn to any other God? But please share. You know, I, I think anything that distracts us from that relationship with God is going to be that image, right? Yeah. And in the ancient Near East, uh, the most obvious would be how... Uh, people would get distracted by worshiping other gods and there would be all different ways. I mean, that's the whole saga of the Exodus and God's people. Uh, they would get tempted by idols, sometimes by uh, foreign women, you know, uh, these different kinds of things where then they kind of get distracted. And, um, and uh, you know, these passages that are referenced here in the lesson here today, uh, Deuteronomy 8.5, um, that the Lord disciplines his son um, so the Lord disciplines, uh, so the Lord your God disciplines you. So this idea that that there is uh, consequences. Yes. Um, any parent, you know, that loves their kids um, is going to discipline them, redemptively discipline them. Not, I mean, I, I know that there are abusive situations out there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about loving parents in relationship. They're not going to let them just go do whatever they jolly well please. There's going to be accountability, right? Um, uh, any good parent realizes and, and knows that. Um, and there's different ways that God kind of gets their attention uh, in terms of, of these different kinds of things. For example, it gives another example, another uh, parallel or example of this which may seem a little bit unusual and that is the whole references to clean and unclean foods why does God have them do it is he just trying to make them weird and and try to make it harder for them to eat no because he knows certain foods are just not good for them right so these these are a part of this kind of relational aspect because God cares uh, very much and and then finally uh, Deuteronomy 32 verse 6 um is this the way you repay the Lord, You're, you foolish and unwise people? Remember, this is when they're breaking the covenant. They're not paying attention anymore. They're not in right relationship. And, but then, even then, here, Moses is reminding them, is he not your father, your creator? Mm. 
I mean, this beautiful uh, depiction of God as he's the one that made you, but he's also your father, the yeah. one that, that the one is cares. tender, loving, and, and yeah, is invested in that relationship. And it says, who made you and formed you. Uh, that that It just comes back again and again and again, Buster, yeah, that does. we have a relational God who cares very deeply for us. And um, if we understand that, um, and then this next uh, passage here, it asks, what imagery is used here and, and how does this help reveal the kind of relationship God wanted with his people? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20, with the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt to be a people of his own inheritance as you are this day. In other words, very simply put, that God says, hey, um, I want to remind you what I've done in your life. Remember the Exodus? Remember that? That was pretty, pretty cool. That was amazing. Uh, and I want to, I want you to never forget what I've done for you in the past. And and yes, the God of your ancestors, what I did back then, is I am the same God who is invested in our relationship too. And I want to do the same hey, things in your man. life that I did for them. Amen. Yeah, uh, I'm just beautiful, beautiful reminder of what a relational God we have, Buster. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, as we see the imagery that's painted there, it's. Mm-hmm. I know we don't understand fully mm-hmm. God and, mm-hmm. and how he is and who he is, but we'll spend an eternity trying to. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why he used familiar term, familial terms to, mm-hmm. to describe himself as father, as son, yeah. and the Holy Spirit in there, the triune, right? But mm-hmm. he's trying to say he wants that type of relationship with us as well. Exactly. Uh, John 17, when I'm thinking of, may they be one as you and I, Father, are one, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. just this element here, right? I will never be a part of the Godhead, but... The characteristics of the Godhead. I want them to shine out in my life. Exactly. And uh, that's how we can become one. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God is love. Mm-hmm. And he's calling us to do the same. And I know it sounds so children's story-ish, right? Right. But if we could actually learn it and practice it, mm-hmm. it would get so much deeper. Mm-hmm. But the fact that some, I know from my own heart, sometimes I'm so far off. Yeah. That it's, it's hard to understand the concepts. But it's so important to, to find ourselves there. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that puts a wrap for, for this week. But before we, we wrap up, um, we're approaching 100 episodes. Yes, Buster. we are. We're getting close to I it. I think this is episode 97 or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. So uh, we're going to try to see if we can get a couple of special guests uh, who've been helping uh, to support and some people on our campus and in our faith community here that uh, we're hoping to have some special guests to help celebrate this, uh, ha- having been working in this now Amen. for what, almost uh, almost two years. Yes. That's pretty incredible. Yes, it has been. So uh, without any further ado, thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, stay tuned for some special guests as we continue uh, this Sabbath School quarterly. This is Soup. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.